Hello everyone. Welcome to Switchcraft, a fingerboard podcast. My name is Jana, and this time I have actually three guests, which I haven't had in the past. Um, this time I'm talking to a bunch of people from the Australian fingerboard scene. If you could introduce yourself, let's start with Devo. Hey, I'm Devo. I'm a fingerboarder from Melbourne, Australia, and I've been fingerboarding since 2003. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know how long you want me to do this for, but uh, I mean, I've been sponsored by Preet and all sorts of stuff. Uh, been very involved in the international scene and on FFI. Nice. Uh, Chico, if you can say a few words about yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Brazil. I became Australian a couple of years ago, like officially, you know. Um, I've been fingerboarding since early 2000, so around Jan, January of 2000. I never had any breaks with it. And um, I did I did write for a few, like, brands. I haven't been too involved in into the fingerboarding scene until about 2017 when I met Ammon. And, um, yeah, like, um, I ride for actual sites, which is what it really matters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ammon? Good stuff. Uh, yeah, guys, this is Ammon Wilkes. Um, fingerboarding, I don't even remember when I started fingerboarding, but I think I was about 13 in high school when somebody handed me a plastic tech deck and it sort of all kicked off from there. Uh, I was really obsessed with skateboarding as a young teen. I'm still obsessed, but began to get really obsessed with skateboarding as a young teen and straight away picked up some fingerboards and tried to learn how to ollie and kickflip. And from there, it was Tech Deck Forums, Finger Flip Inc., um, Fingerboard.de, German finger, Fingerboard Forum, all that good old school stuff. And, you know, been doing it on and off since then. So, yeah, man, been nice. around. Yeah, uh, actually, the Fingerboard.de uh, got revived like a, a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's, it's been going strong ever since and yeah it's cool to have have that back because i i haven't been been on a fingerboard forum in like 15 years i used to go on there and use google translate for every post that looked interesting i used to swap it over to google translate and see if i can work out what's going on and every now and then someone would have a thread in english and that was like mm. <laughs> the, the greatest thing where you could actually read what was going on because for us over here you know in australia we didn't have like we didn't have a scene like anywhere in europe mm. where those groups of people that were talking about fingerboarding we would just do it in our basement or in, in our bedroom or something you know so it was actually really cool to have those online areas like fingerflipping or fingerboard.de tech deck forums rzf whatever whatever you went to back in the day where you could connect with like-minded people and uh, mm. talk about tricks, talk about products, and yeah, just get to know people that are on the same wavelength. So Fingerboard DE was cool, man. There were some cool cats back then. There were some wicked pictures, like stuff that us over here, and even in America, couldn't even imagine at the time. Like you guys were making, the Germans were making the most amazing, high-level, high-quality stuff back when we were playing around with cardboard and yeah. um, rails made out of hangers for shirts and clothing. You guys were doing like proper steel rails, wooden ramps, seven ply fingerboard decks, starting to make wheels with bearings in them way before everybody else. So it was really awesome to have that back in the day. Yeah, I'm not sure if I was even around for the time when bearings got wheels. Oh, yeah. Uh, my first set of Winkler still had the metal core. 
Okay. And another yeah. set of wheels that I used to ride a lot was like a straight metal core, like a maybe two millimeter in diameter metal core. Like a Euro. And then a Euro rubber. Yeah, yeah Euro old or Euro old. Yeah, yeah Euro old. Joe. Yeah. He just came back on Instagram. Oh. Yeah. He did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to him the other day. I, I still have a year old sticker and I sent it to him. He loved it. I like when I first came to the Azi store, I still had my set of oil rods there that were like disintegrated. Like Oh no two, way. <laughs> like two two of the uh, uh of the rubber things were missing and mm. yeah, remember remember hanging out one fast like one complete fast fingers with him like in two thousand six ish. Yeah, Seven, yeah, sweet. So, cool. oh, so you, you cool. you've been you've been around too. Then I remember, yeah, I, uh, when I first I used to talk to Martin Winkler, actually by email. This is this is before he was barely even contactable. I think he used to go to a medical university or something because his uni his email address was like a university email. I, I'm not actually sure mm. what he did, but it was a, it was like a uni email and. I would email him back and forth and we would talk about how he was beginning to manufacture wheels. So this is, I used to talk to him before he started doing wheels. And when, he started, when he started doing them, you, you just mentioned those core wheels before bearings. Mm -hmm. So he actually started making them. I saw a picture somewhere. And so I contacted him through his email and said, hey, dude, I don't know if you're going to start selling these or not, but just tell me what I need to do to get a, get a pair. And um, and he hooked me up. I bought a pair from him, and he sent it across. So I, I had a pair of those like original pre-sale cord Winkler Ooh. wheels, and they were amazing. Nothing I had ever tried was anything close to those things. And I thought, honestly, at the time, I thought that is the pinnacle. Wheels don't get better. There's no, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with a wheel that will make it smoother or better than that. I used to oil them up. I I never yeah. thought uh, having no bearings was like. To me, it never really occurred that they didn't have bearings. Like for me, yeah. that was the perfect wheel. That, yes. Like the only the only downside to it was that back then he, uh, I mean, you're probably one of the few ones who got a set from him that he didn't put on himself because back then he would uh, he would do that himself every time. Right. Like doesn't matter if like 15 people in a row were buying wheels from him because uh, uh, you needed to. Uh, pull out the pins of the uh, tech deck truck and he had like uh, his wind pins as he called him like uh, and he would super glue them in and yeah it okay. was a whole process <laughs> okay yeah i was pretty fortunate back then and sh to show my age again um I th I, now someone can test me on this fact right i claim it and someone is out there is welcome to test me on it. And this podcast is probably the way to do it. If you're an Australian, you hear me talking about how I'm the first Australian that got a Berlin wood and you believe it was you, put, put your hand up, contact the podcast because I'd love to hear it. But I, I reckon I was probably the first Australian to get a Berlin wood direct from Timo back when he, I think pretty early when he started making them. Do you I don't know when, the year. roughly? Because I, 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 I guess. Think... Yeah, you, you go. I think Berlinwood started in 2001, if I'm yeah. uh, if, correct. If I had to guess, I'd say it was 2002 at the earliest, mm -hmm. 2003 at the latest. It was in there somewhere. And um, and that was back like when people in the West first started seeing pictures of Berlinwoods. I, f I found my, a greasy little way to contact Timo Direct. Again, I think it was just like a random email maybe on the website. 
And mm-hmm. and I said to him, hey, dude, I know you don't probably normally sell to people in the West or whatever, but can you please, pretty please sell me one of your decks? Now, the cool thing about Berlin Wood back then, number one, it was far superior quality than anything else that was being made back then. Everyone else yes. was using two yes. tech decks and sticking them, sticking some veneers between them with some super glue and hoping that they made a deck. I, I tried that as well, yes. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. That's how every company started. Everyone got a couple yep. of decks, wedged some wood between them, and then sanded them down and hoped they worked. If, but Berlin Wood was if you were going, If you were going like above and beyond, you would uh, uh, take a lighter and uh, adjust the angle of the kicks. And yeah, uh, yeah. so you have like a different shape. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's still two tech decks. Yeah, and you might, you might not even drill holes into it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Might not even, you might skip the truck thing. But but yeah, anyway, I got a, I got a deck from him, and when he sent it to me, he sent me the DVD, the original DVD of Pissing Fingers. And oh, nice! Yeah, sent me like a bunch of stickers, and here was the real thing. That was the first time I'd ever seen grip was uh, foam grip tape. Do you know what I mean? And foam grip tape yes. is like it's it it's, was the, it's the a game maker. like yeah yeah. And uh, uh, when I when I came back to fingerboarding, I. Uh, Actually, when I first came to the other Berlin shop, uh, Martin Anberger from Black River was randomly in the shop as well. So I set up my first deck in like over 10 years or in, in uh, for about 10 years. And uh, they were like, yeah, you can probably grip your deck yourself. And I was yeah. like, yeah, sure I can. And I got the sheet and it was uncut. And I was like, I have no idea what to do with this. Because back then, <laughs> always recut since yep. uh, it was manufactured for berlin woods and they were all the same shape and dimension size, yeah. Yeah. I, st- I still didn't i still didn't adjust to foam tape yet which is which is <laughs> it's, been, it's been 20 then, years chico yeah. no like the thing is the thing is the thing is i wrote i wrote tech decks um from 2000 to 2017 so it was a long time. Like even like when I met Ammon, like it was I was still writing tech decks, and uh, and and I and I remember like I remember because like I would even look at you know videos and stuff of people fingerboarding, and I would just find like the decks really wide and clunky and weird. And you know for me like there was a stage even the tech deck done like some fingerboards like with with foam, and I was just like. This is almost like a way to cheat, like in my mind. Like I like I didn't like again, I didn't really understand. Like at the time I didn't speak English, so I couldn't really communicate with the world, like to try to understand, you know, what you know people were doing and stuff. Um but yeah, but like but for me up to this date still like uh foam it just feels really grippy and uh I really like um really fast kick flips. So I still I still go with grip tape every, all day. I would well, have no, no question about it. Chico, the difference between you and I and the rest of us that use foam grip is that you make regular grip tricks look amazing. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> also you're as technical with regular grip tape as the rest of us are with foam tape. So we we sort of needed that to step up our game. Your game was already there. So <laughs> people can't see this but this is the original berlin wood i've got i know just for you guys and the pre-cut tape you're talking about i cut it but that was pre-cut yeah definitely i can see that 
Do you guys agree though that uh the first like version of Rip Tape was not that great? Not compared to like extra smooth. Yeah. Yeah, well sure. I'll mm. fight you on that. What I will say is this <laughs> What I'll say is this the first version of Rip Tape once and, and this is actually the first version and it's almost unusable I because can tell. <laughs> you have you have to wear this stuff in over like a hundred hours and then all of a sudden it becomes like goo. It's like the greatest, stickiest, most amazing goo you've ever used and it and it beats FBS and everything, but you have to use it for like hours and hours and hours and hours that's the only yeah, reason it was awesome i can't remember hating the, the, the tape back then like i i only remember there was a huge step up and yeah i, uh, I used rip tape back then for like six years seven years until wow I, that's a long until time I used that first version. Wow. yeah because i uh i exited the scene in 2007 and oh. from 2001 is when I like really started. To 2007, I was using Rip Tape and Berlin Wood. I also wrote another uh, deck which no one has heard of today, but yeah. And we play with Try me. Hmm? Try um, me. Uh, board. Yeah, heard of it. I, they used I actually to... have have another one from back then. There's also yeah. a Cannaboard, and they yeah. are uh, pr uh, uh, they are pressed uh, uh, press hemp uh, fibers yep. and wow. uh, they also made skateboards back then that reminds me i feel like i feel like cannaboard was the same period of time that the germans used to have those little outdoor fingerboard places they used to go to um i can't remember the name of it but a bunch of guys like a team or a bunch of guys they used to they used to thrash on like a, a stone skate park out in the forest somewhere with like a crazy ass double set. Nah, not not the Berlin, not the Black River one. There was like a group of dudes. Oh. I can't remember. Sorry, I can't remember the name of it. It was like a German name. But anyway, it reminds me of that era, the Cannaboard era. Mm. There was like, oh man, I'm going to think of it later. But there was like a team or a group, and they used to get together out in the one of the forests out there and drink. Ah, beers. okay, okay, okay. I I I know which group you're talking about, and I yeah. actually have a uh, have a Berlin wood with uh, with the name of the group uh, yes. on it, which was yeah. the first graphic board that I ever saw. Yeah. Um, you're talking about uh, Castle Ost. There it is, Castle Ost. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't even know what they, it is, but I used to see they, it on Board DE all the time, and it's just like a group of dudes doing cool stuff with cool yeah. products out in the forest. It looked yeah, awesome. Castle Lost was uh, one of the first crews, and uh, like I was always envious of people having other people to fingerboard with because I was yeah. like in a two-hour radius, there was no one around me. Yeah, and uh, they were uh, they were a group of friends from Castle. And the exit on the highway was named Castle Ost, and that's why they, uh, because Ost means east, so oh, okay. Castle East. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, like, one of the parents had like a like a, a remote backyard, basically. It's a, like a thing in Germany, and they uh, they were allowed to build a few bowls there, and they did. Uh, they created like two bowls and and a park and. They would have uh, the Castle Ost Bowl Masters, which was like a backyard DIY contest that was like super well known. I I thought about going once, but it was like very far away from me and I was like mm. 16, 17 and 
my parents were like, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like if you could have been involved in something in the scene back in the day, that looked like the thing. Yeah, and I still love uh, having my uh, Kathoth deck here. And when uh, when you um, for everyone listening, I met a few of you guys at the uh, at the Fast Fingers two years ago, and. Uh, when I stayed at the Steig, the uh, house that uh, Martin Winkler owns, and uh, I uh, like on one of the days after the event, I would hang out the whole day in the kitchen and talk to people I hadn't seen in like 15 years. And one of the people was uh, Tobias Fieler, the leader of Kasselost. And mm. it was amazing talking to him after not, not seeing, because he's not really in the scene anymore. He still comes around occasionally, but... It was cool having yep. an old head to talk about the bull masters and what Kasselos meant. And yeah, yeah, because and, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Finger, fingerboarding. When we talk about fingerboarding and we're talking about like the scene and and the history and stuff like that, what we're really getting into are the people, right? Like the most exciting thing about fingerboarding for most of us is just the people that you're in contact with and the fingerboarding is just the gel that puts pulls it all together like the products and stuff like that is a cool thing to talk about so you're actually talking with people that you like you know what i mean and so whether whether those dudes are still fingerboarding or whatever it would be really cool to get together with those guys and just catch up on the old times that's what it's all yeah. about hey, yeah, one, no. one thing that uh, i always um I always, I, at least I've been hearing a lot, you know, like even like I've been listening to, to the podcasts as well. Um, uh, and one of the things that I find really interesting, at least about the Australian scene, uh, you know, from the, the, the little that I know, you know, and the little that I've been involved, is that I find it very different from the rest of the world in a sense because everyone always says, have like a very different story, like, and I mean, like, it's, it's uh, I thought that that was really interesting. Like when when you you kind of invited us to have a chat, I thought Emin would be a great person to be involved in. The, and the reason for this is because everyone talks about tech deck in a very pejorative way, and I think that the way that the Australian thing started is like it's because of tech deck, yeah. and like I mean, in every other thing as well like tech tech is what started pretty much everyone yeah so. no, no, i i agree with that but like but what i mean is is like is the level of support that the company was doing here in australia was like it's oh, okay. it's, it's like it's it's next level stuff like and i guess i, I guess Emin could talk, tell us a bit about that as well yeah 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 I, I could so tech 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 could you know as far as like getting getting people into fingerboarding tech tech was it and they did a number of things in Australia to really boost that. When I remember when I was a little kid, before I even started fingerboarding, I knew that Tech Deck was setting up skate parks and little contests all around the country in, in some of the larger shopping oh, cool. centers. And I used to think that was cool, but I still didn't know what fingerboarding was until I was an early teenager. But when I was, uh, when I was probably 23, 24 years old, I'm 34 now, old boy. When I was 23, 24, so like 10 years ago, I moved into the, the major city in, in Australia, in, in Melbourne, and I wrote to Tech Deck. I called them, emailed them, whatever. And actually, it was Fantastic, who is the company in Australia that distributes Tech Deck. Mm -hmm. And they have the, the requirement to do the marketing and all that sort of stuff for the brand Tech Deck in Australia. I contacted them and said, you know, I've been fingerboarding forever. 
Uh, I know quite a few fingerboarders. I hold my own little events. Would you guys be interested in getting together and, and maybe doing some events or doing some publicity or marketing or something? Because I really, really had a desire to bring fingerboarding out in Australia. And they said, they were actually really warm to me. And they said, yeah, come out, come and meet us. So I did some meetings with them. And they said, okay, first thing we want to do is we want to do a run uh, in some Disney magazines. So we want to take some photo, take some photos for us. Send us, we're going to give you some questions. We want you to answer them. We'll do an interview, photos, stuff cool. like that, for some magazines. And then they called me up. And basically, I just became like a, like a resource for them. They would call me and say, hey, uh, we've got a slot on TV for Kids Warner Brothers. So come in, we'll do a couple episodes, we'll film a couple episodes back to back. And uh, and that was really cool. So I got to go on TV and play around with tech decks on it. And they did tech deck giveaways and things. And uh, <laughs> which was sweet, right? So and they used, cool. to give, they used to give me boxes of tech deck stuff. Now, I didn't use tech deck stuff. I, I've gone beyond that. So I used to just give that tech deck stuff away to kids for their birthdays and things. Mm-hmm. And then one day they called me and they go, hey, tech, our company and Tech Deck are sponsoring the Bondi Bowlerama, which is a massive skate competition they have it and Bondi. Yeah, Beach. I, I, I have heard of that. Yeah, it's, that well, it's, it's, it's worth nine. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty big event. Yeah. So they, they, were, they were sponsoring the whole event. They had Tech Deck plastered on everything. And they said, what we want you to do is to fly you out your wife can come with you. We'll fly you out to Bondi. We'll put you up in a hotel. We'll pay you some money. And all we want you to do is be there and play tech decks with the kids, you know, play fingerboards with the kids and stuff. And so it was like the coolest thing, man, like getting paid money, Mm -hmm. flying out somewhere, playing with fingerboards with a bunch of kids. They setting up a big pile of skate parks. You know, it was, it was a lot of work, but it was just a bunch of fun, man. And then right next to that, the Bolarama's going on. There's, pro skaters flying around doing 720s on the bowl. It was sick. It was really, really cool. So um, at the same time, all that went down, they started popping up these tech deck reps online. That was the time when they started making their first wooden decks. Mm-hmm. So that would have been that would have been like 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. They started making their first wooden decks and tech deck in America started getting serious about collaborating with real fingerboarders because up until then there weren't really yeah because in in 2010 uh, was like that was basically the the high in germany like the all-time high was uh, around 2010 yeah and it got it picked up a lot of steam back then and a lot of companies got either back into it or uh, financed it like red bull was doing stuff uh yeah with, uh, with people and yeah yeah so i I can imagine Tech Deck being interested in uh, in getting, getting a piece of that, that type. That's yeah. right. Because, like I'll you said, back. it yeah, it's what it's what started most of us. Like yeah, I yeah. I wrote back, Tech Deck I'll come back to 2010 for... in in a second. Yeah. But when I when they started making their wooden decks, I contacted the guys in the US and said, you know, you guys are doing wooden decks. What are you doing for promotions? And they said we're going to do a tour of a bunch of states in the US doing what you did. So if, like at a skate skate event, they would do fingerboarding mm-hmm. on the side. They're like, we're going to do that. Can you recommend anybody that can come with us on the tour? We'll pay them. They'll be like a tour operator for the fingerboard event. And at the time, I knew a guy in America called Denny Politan. 
And if anybody listening to this podcast from from the OG times know anything about tech deck, they knew that De- Denny Politan from California was like the tech deck god. He was like Chico for America. And he, <laughs> everything he did was tech deck. He was the only person. He was the only dude thrashing a tech deck as well as everybody else was using real decks with foam tape. And Tech Deck picked him up and he did a tour of the US. They paid him. They did everything. That was sick. That was really cool. But like I said, I was coming back to 2010. Around that time, this is the, this was like the pinnacle for me of, of people in Australia knowing about fingerboarding. I think it was like, like you were saying in Germany too, that was like the hot time. That's when people sort of knew what was going on, whatever. Around that time, maybe a little bit before that, but around that time, I thought to myself, what's the best way that I can help fingerboarding sort of develop in Australia? And what everybody else was doing is contacting the guys at Black River and saying, let's collaborate somehow. Let's let's try and get one of your parks here. Let's use it to do big events. Then we can build up the people, start putting it at a proper event venue, you know, sell products, bring products, whatever. That seems to be how they're doing it in the US, uh, Portugal, and a bunch of other countries. I sent a huge email. I wrote this big ass email. I sent it through to the dudes at Black River, had Martin's personal email address, sent it to him, and I got nothing back. And and that that was sort of the moment like I'd I'd hit the pinnacle of what I could sort of do by myself in mm-hmm. Australia. I held events, I did a bunch of stuff for Tech Deck. Tech Deck speeded off a little bit from there and I thought we needed we need to do something ourselves here. And I thought, man, if I could just get a little help or work with Black River on this, we could probably really turn Australia into the same thing that America has or maybe Portugal or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't ever even respond to me. And I thought that oh, was the damn. biggest shame because they're doing all these deals with Mike Schneider and Flatface, which I understand makes sense because they're making a lot of money. They're doing deals with guys in California, whatever whatever events pre- preceded sorry for fingerboarding or whatever there was events before that that black river mm-hmm. sponsored um yeah and they they did uh, i think with uh with the states they did the u.s tour in i think around that time as well 11 yeah. 12 uh, a friend of mine was on that tour and need to ask him um, yeah yeah so they, they, doing, they, they met yeah and they, they met a, quite a few people locally there and i think that's what help getting it off the ground because with mike they knew mike before they did any like business transaction with him yeah i think he or at least it's yeah he 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 went to germany in 2008 for the first time uh uh, fast fingers number 11 and i don't know if they had business dealings with him before but i think it was only after but Yeah. yeah uh let's uh maybe uh get uh you other two uh, a bit more into the conversation when when did you really discover that that there was like something like a fingerboard scene because you've both been around for a while as well right yeah i have uh in the fingerboard scene i think chico's not only been around a bit recently but uh mm-hmm. yeah i um got into the scene around 2003 excuse me on ffi um finger finger flip ink if anyone doesn't know what ffi stands for um and yeah um that was a really i got i got 
through there from the tech deck forums um or tech deck used to have their own page called um sites that grind and fingerprint yeah. ink was a site that was on there yep um, as well as like marshmallows and i don't know if people know that but yeah um that was an amazing forum that was like there was the tech deck forums which i was on for a little bit um and that was really novice stuff just like grip tape companies were the were the highest sort of product level you would you would get were like some really bad bushings or something like that mm. but then but when i got to ffi um you know that you know mike had even already made decks by the time i got to ffi um so you know like Flatface was making decks and honestly i don't remember too much i know martin isley was making decks he made like athena and um uh cocaine in later years mm -hmm. um these were he was from the uk um and yeah uh it was really wild um mo the german stuff was definitely the best uh products that were on there there was this guy um denny flagmeyer i'm not sure if i'm saying that right uh, but he had a few companies that were always amazing quality. Um, he had a company, yeah, Flaky. Uh, Flaky, yeah. Flaky, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, I think it, he had Shortwood. <laughs> yes. He uh, did have Shortwood, yeah. And uh, I, I have I have a frame where I have a bunch of old school decks and I have two Berlinwoods, a Shortwood and a Favor in there. Wow. All from 2004. Oh wow, that's amazing! Or yeah. legendary stuff. Two uh, two thousand two to two thousand five ish. Oh wow, Ooh, that would have been really great stuff. But yeah, yeah. And, and Flacky was uh, he was around like he was he was one of the first ones who made decks that weren't Rollerwood and that were on a high quality standard. And yeah 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 oh flacky's decks looked amazing i tried to put uh, so i tried to get german decks before i got any decks from the u.s because of the such the you know high quality but i don't know if you like the way it was for us is we had to send money by cash to people mostly to get our items and that was really really like uh, it felt really unsafe to me and mm, i was just yeah like, i can imagine I was, you know, 13, 14 at that time. Um, yeah, actually... it was also difficult for me because I was the same age. And e even in Germany, uh, like, I think I even needed my parents to uh, to send the money. I can't remember correctly. <laughs> like the, the money yeah, think, orders my... and stuff, right? Yeah, because I, I think my, my parents need to, needed to fill out, like a, like, a paper thing and bring it to the bank and... Yeah. Yes, yes, the, the money. Good old orders. times. Oh my god, crazy stuff. And then you know, if you were getting anything from overseas, you didn't have. They didn't fly stuff by plane back then, unless it, you oh. paid a lot of money. So anything that we would buy from overseas, uh, like if they shipped it, oh, months, months, because they shipped it by boat. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the first deck I ended up getting was uh, actually inside of Australia, um, with a company that. Uh, Ammon was actually very much involved with called Hazard. Um, and it, there were Hazard fingerboards, which Ammon is showing right now to the camera. Not and, that you can see it, but anyway. <laughs> I can. But uh, um, so this w these decks were made by a guy called Todd Baker, who actually went on to become like 
kind of an Australian uh, pro skateboarder. Um, he was kind of short-lived in the scene, I'm pretty sure. I think he was around for like two years max. Um, but in that time, he managed to make these this amazing wooden mold, I believe. Ammon actually has the mold still. Um, and yeah, Todd Baker would make these awesome decks. I really thought they were great quality. They don't look very good, but they were actually incredibly solid. And um, yeah, I really liked mine. I had a deep concave one. Um, and yeah, he disappeared from the scene shortly afterwards. He Todd made the decks, he pressed them up and Ammon actually distributed them. So he'd send them to Ammon and then Ammon would ship them around. So I actually probably got mine from Ammon potentially. Um, I also, I also got got my first fingerboard package from Ammon, I think. And um, (laughs) I was really, really hyped on it. He he was, he sent me this amazing Berlin wood classic mold of course in like 2004 and it snapped in the mail it snapped in the mail along with along with a a primo deck which was made by um brandon jones he was a he was um he was the second person to make a a bike rack rail and and put it into and put it into production i don't know if you remember those old rounded bike rack rails that that people used to have, but Brandon yeah. Jones from Primo, he made these decks as well. He made really yeah, I'm, good stuff. I'm in general not not really familiar with uh, international companies from back then. Yeah, sorry. Uh, like it was the time where I was still, I, I could already speak English, but I wasn't nearly on the same level as I am today. And oh, I sure. wouldn't go out of my way to consume English content. And because of that, I never was on FFI. I I think at some point there was a, a, I spent a lot of time on the Black River forum. Uh, it was after the initial fingerboard DE shut down and uh, then it went to Black River DE and then the whole forum got moved to uh, fingerboard DE again. And I think in the Black River uh, DE forum there was a, a, an English section, but I never looked at that section and never, like I didn't know anything that went like farther than a country around Germany because I knew a bit about uh, a few Belgians uh, a few from the Netherlands uh, definitely Swiss and Austrian since they are also German speaking but yeah that was like the the radius that I knew anything about fingerboarding no and that is fair because why would you need to leave your awesome uh, continent for any any crappy american products that we used to sell for like no money um but you know so i'm basically saying i guess i'm just saying this stuff and pre yeah so yeah i actually i'll I'll go on about me in the scene because that's probably Mm -hmm. what i should be talking about um no so (laughs) i um I, yeah, I got my hazard fingerboard and then I started to just massively progress with the tricks and everything. Um, I bought a mini DV camera. Uh, this was how we used to get back into the, sorry, how we used to get into the scene. You would have your webcam usually, or you could buy like a better mini DV camera, which you'd still just be. Anyway, we used to basically make these minis. We called them minis. Not edits. They were called minis. And 
these were like under a minute, generally uh, little edits, like basically Instagram edits, really. Yeah, we were I was doing about that to say before. That. Yeah, we were doing that before everyone was doing Instagram edits. Um, nah, just kidding. But um, yeah, and uh, I shortly gained a little bit of a following, like, you know, um, ended up getting sponsored by a few American companies that no one would know anything about. Um, and just started filming for, I don't know, I filmed for this, like a lot of full length things like men's night out, um, is a big thing that everyone, big video that everyone seems to still mention every now and then, um, which had like Gary Chin and Alex McMillan and, um, Chris Daniels, uh, it's called men's night out. And there were two videos. There was there was like Men's Night Out one and Men's Night Out two, and it was. I don't remember that. Yeah, it it was big in the US, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, it, was, it was very Western famous. It was Western. But Davo, get get into the fact that you got picked up by Peter on Preet, which was like at the time you were on Preet. Preet was like the number one. It must have been like the most sought after debt company in the whole world even even in germany like uh, it was uh, <laughs> i i know from people back then that uh, that was impossible to get a preet because preet only started right when i left the scene for the first time and i have uh, quite a few friends who were like uh, searching for preets everywhere and then uh, were at an event hanging out with a guy and only like right at the end of the event they figure out that the guy was actually peter from preet it's actually funny we have an internal joke about about Preet where we said that it's just an imaginary company it doesn't really exist because like it's just so hard to get their decks you know it's just and, impossible. and still like i i have a priest uh, uh, right with me and it's i i hate uh i hate selling stuff and i hate uh i don't do you have much model amen don't want to sell that <laughs> I got well. I'll jump into a quick story for you, Dave. So, Davo, Davo was on Preet at the Pinnacle, like you were saying. You couldn't get a Preet, and on FingerflipInc.com, the forums, if you wanted to buy a Preet, some of them were selling for a hundred to two hundred US dollars. That's what people were selling Preets for at the time. And Peter would never bump up the price if he would sell them. There you go. You got one. Ooh. If Peter would sell them, Peter would sell them cheap. He'd sell them for fifteen bucks, it, twenty bucks. Still. I, I paid oh, like yeah. twenty bucks, uh, twenty bucks for this, yeah. and th that's yeah. the reason I don't want to put this on Instagram because I'm I'm not using it, and I had it on my wall for a while, but I want someone to write it, and that's because right. it's an amazing deck, it's just not my shape. But I don't want to sell it to just anyone because I don't want someone to buy it for like twenty euros and mm -hmm. then put it on Instagram in the states for like hundred dollars. Because it's going to, yeah, it'll end up getting sold for too much or put on somebody else's shelf. So exactly. either keep it on yours or sell it to someone yeah. that's going to use it. And every now and then, and all, you will find someone that likes the shape to ride. Yeah, yeah, because all all my friends here uh, in Germany all have a preet. Like none of them need a preet, and yeah, I I keep it for someone where I'm like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. And basically, that's what Davo did for me. So. Davo was on Preet. The dude was getting hooked up. He had Preet Cura G1, G2 molds. 
He had metal bottoms, metal hearts. Um, Ooh, the, he had, the metal bottoms are uh, sweet. Yeah, dude. And when, I did. I got the first metal engrave. And oh, and so Davo sort of disappeared from the scene for a few years. And I moved from Western Australia to Victoria, which is the other side of Australia. And I met up with Davo for the first time. When was this Davo? Probably like 2008, 2009? 2008, 2009-ish. I met up with Davo. Davo hadn't been fingerboarding. And I went to his house and we fingerboarded a bit, but he mainly just filmed me because he wasn't really fingerboarding much. And then he goes, oh man, here, take these. And he gave me two or three preets in pristine condition. <laughs> like, he gave me the metal bottom, he gave me the metal heart, he gave me the bloody, uh, he gave me the best stuff. Like the stuff that money couldn't even buy at the time. He couldn't even mm. get them. He just gave them to me. A couple of years later, Davo did start getting back into fingerboarding. And he's like, bro, I need a deck. And so I gave you a, a, Preet, a Street. Preet G1. And honestly, to this day, the Preet Street first mold is probably the best deck I've ever used in my entire life. It is. That was probably the closest thing to perfection I've okay. ever used. And I've used hundreds of decks. That was it. Yeah, so it was I cool really because the... Davo gave one to me, gave me some decks. And then when he was ready to come back, I hooked him up with a preed as well. And there we go. Nice. We're sharing the love. So, Peter, if you're listening, nice. I want you to know something. You're a stud for never putting your prices up. You're a stud for always hooking up the right dudes that you know are going to use your decks. Yeah. And staying staying true to your principles and everything. And I'll just say, you always made the best decks, bro. So, for all the preets that we've ever been through collectively, we thank you, mate. You're the man. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because uh, when I when I was around back then, I lived in the south of Germany and uh, near one of the major cities. Actually, the city where pretty much every German car is made, like uh, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, they're all there. Yeah. And uh, I was the only one, like I said, in like 100 kilometer radius. And now there's like a really thriving scene. And one of the people who's living there now is Peter. And, oh, no uh, and and uh, Afrobi, if uh, some of yeah, you, yeah. Oh, like of you, you definitely know. And Af Afrobi was a good friend of mine from back then, and he, like, he was the one starting the Fingerboard DE forum again because he still has the domain, and uh, he asked me to uh, to re redo it with him, but he did all the work. I did, I did nothing. <laughs> Ah, cool. But yeah, now the Stuttgart scene has like really amazing people like Afrobi, like Peter, and also new companies like Nice Plies is doing a lot in that area. And yeah, it really uh, helps cool. to have to have people in an area doing stuff and creating stuff. And that's also something I w wanted to ask all of you because that's something I'm not really familiar with. Um, which uh, or what companies in Australia are doing stuff right now? Because I I know uh, know a few of the uh, of the ones who ship stuff and sell sell stuff, but I know very little companies that actually create stuff themselves in Australia. So what, what you say it's are the uh, okay? So that's are I think the biggest that's, that's, or most important all right. companies. Alright. Uh, well, I would say number one um, Australian company, it would 100% be dislocation. Um, yeah. Dislocation. Like I, I use mean, dislocation. 
I mean, oh, this, yeah. this all of these are dislocations. Like this location is like you know, Jai, and again, Jai is run by Jai. Jai is just like this amazing dude. Like he's like you know, like he he's like a pet. Like you would want to have him by your side all the time. He's just like so dude, much. Fun. I want a Jai. I want a Jai <laughs> in my room right now. Can, can I buy a Jai? Does he sell? Them? <laughs> I think he should start putting them on the website. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jai, if you listen to this, man, like I hope I hope you're doing well because like we've been trying to to communicate with him lately and just being really high. Like, but again, is it's sometimes hard to pick up on the phone. Um, and then um, I would say like we have Brandon from Vivwood. So Vivwood would be like um, definitely be a brand that is um, you know representing Australia like in in the scene. Like uh, Brandon is like. He does like some, like his craftsmanship is like, it's really, really good. Um, yeah, there you go. There you go. Like, you know, like, um, it's it, like, personally, I think there's a bit short base for me, but um, I know a bunch of people that love it. Like, I personally think that the decks are really well made. I, I wrote for Vivwood. I was Vivwood's first, first writer. Uh, it's actually a funny one. Um, but um um we got like built, doing stuff at the moment we have you know jc concrete you know like um yeah he's, yeah he's doing he's doing some really interesting stuff and um we have yeah, also very unique like uh, very, I, yeah i like that he's or uh, that it's something you haven't seen before and Definitely. in a very yeah, very I, solid style, like very I, well made very very well made, correct. That's exactly it. I think that that's I think that that's the point that he he's doing really well. And again, it's just as far as I understand, like it's just uh, a kid and his dad running, yeah. like they're doing that. And then uh, we have like um you know like um we have uh, a brand which is you know myself, Dave, and Rafe, which is actual size. At the moment, we are we are just developing stuff. We're not actually we don't have anything for sale at the moment. But we did mm -hmm. put some stuff out there before, like, and we do, we have some amazing stuff. Like, I would very be keen to show you offline. But like, it's like it's like um, we have prototypes and stuff, but that's nothing that is, you know, yeah. on the market you, right now. I'll tell you something and, about Chico. I'll tell you something about Chico. Right? If he's mm -hmm. gonna do something, he doesn't go small. He goes all the way massive. If he's gonna make a skate park. He's going to design and over-engineer the life out of it <laughs> and spend way too much time and way too much money and design work putting it together. And it'll be, it'll turn out better than expected, right? So if he's talking about creating a product, just understand he's not going to sell it. He's not going to put it out there unless yeah. it's like the greatest thing that's ever been made in that category. So <laughs> he's, he's going to show you some behind the scenes stuff. I'd put my hand up and have a look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if he ever sells it, Anybody that's listening, if actual size sells something, if Chico and the gang put something together, just yeah. buy it. It'll be yeah. yeah, I, I uh, have a friend like that who uh, worked on wheels for like two years and only started putting them out like half a year ago. And the wheels are amazing. And mm. I really like uh, people who put in the effort to do R&D because way too many people buy their uh, first uh, like 3D printed mold Mm -hmm. uh, slap a bunch of veneer together and start selling it for the same price as a Berlin wood. And I'm like, eh. mm. 
Yeah. And then and then again, um, and then again, we have uh, Matt from Street Miniatures, which is also a company that I write for, which is which which does like yeah you should you should definitely check in like even nico frank like has like a an ad for street miniatures um yeah when nico came to to germany like he stayed with with matt like in sydney like we uh dave and i we we drove to sydney we caught up with nico like and you know we've done we've done a bunch of crazy stuff or like that was actually really crazy because melbourne is melbourne is about about Melbourne that. is about nine hours from Sydney. Like we literally, we drove there, we caught up with them, and we drove back. That's pretty much what we did. That was like insane, right? Um, we spent the day with them and drove back. Like it was crazy. Uh, but that's a story for I would say like another day, you know. But Matt, like he just he like he all he does he does stuff um, like it's custom made. Everything that he does is custom made. So he, like you, he doesn't have stock. You basically need to go and talk to him and say, look, this is what I want. And he will actually go and do the most amazing stuff. Like it's literally, it's miniature stuff. Like he, he goes like, I, like he's got like, um, you know, graffiti cans that you flick it, you flick it and yeah. you, you listen to the little ball, like flicking, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's like, amazing. We're talking about a graffiti can that's the size of your fingernail. Like it's it's yeah. it's it's the level of detail that he that he he puts into it is just amazing. It's just Probably amazing. To uh, to what uh, a big boydle uh, does, like big boydle yeah. does uh, amazing miniatures as well. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, he posted a an image of an IKEA lamp that he did with, in like a couple of centimeters high uh, with like springs and everything. Yeah. What does boydle mean? Uh, I uh, it's not really a word. I think oh. uh, like there's a there's a word that's similar in German uh, that's spelled uh, with a T and an E at the end before the L. Yeah. Beutel okay. and Beutel means bag. And I think Beutel is actually his last name, but I'm not sure on that. Oh, okay. I don't know right. how, he, how he came across that name, but yeah, we we just call him like the guy who does it. We call him Beutel. Like okay. Yeah, I just figured I, I don't know his, Yeah, I don't, don't even know his first name. I and I, I I've uh, like I've done stuff for him cuz uh I uh, uh like I uh, was trained as a graphic designer and studied and all of that and I did stickers for uh, for him cuz he's not like he he doesn't know anything about tech and he yeah. doesn't want to do anything with technology. Yeah. And yeah, so uh take away from the Aussie Berlin store uh got him to me and i uh, created stickers for him and even still i don't know his name other than Beutel. <laughs> yeah um so just uh just continuing some of the some of the list of you know uh people that are, like australian people that are doing stuff um i would say then i would probably go and mention uh ziggy from ego fingerboard video magazine i don't know if you ever heard of Fing ego fingerboard video magazine like they basically they created like so Ziggy basically created this 411 for for fingerboard. That's basically that's how that's the best way that's the best way that I can describe. It's like it's 411 video magazine for fingerboard. Like it and and he puts it so well. Like the like the way that he edits and the feel that he puts the music that he chooses. He like 
I mean, and I mean, like, I'm, I started skating like in 99, right? So, like, I'm a massive fan of For me, for me, like, I mean, I have literally every single 411. I have them all. Like, I have the collection. And for me, and I, and I still watch them up to this day. And for me, like, it, if it really feels like he, he makes it, like, he makes it feel, he gives it a really good, Fallen one feel to to the to that, but with fingerboards, like so, it's amazing, you know. Like I love it. I personally really love Ziggy's Ziggy's um, you know, um, work basically. And uh, so 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 we got then we also have Jimmy, uh, that does toaster fingerboards, and um, he makes decks. And in my personal opinion, you know, like. People should get to know this brand. Like seriously, like his decks are one of a kind. They like super, super well made. What was the name uh, of that one? Toasted fingerboards. Oh, toasted, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off too much, but I want to say quickly: shout outs to Matt at Street Miniaturist because that guy makes the greatest stuff I've ever seen in my entire life. Best thing ever. Shout out to Ziggy for being the dude that holds it down by himself, with or without anybody else, making and, videos. I mean, James is involved as well, like with Igor. I forgot to mention yeah. it, like obviously James. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's, it's Ziggy, like in Australia, and James, like uh, from the US scene. And then again, like it's a good thing because James is connected with Mike Schneider and all those guys in 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 uh, in the US. So it's kind of like it, it's. They put together like footages and stuff, but Ziggy is the guy that runs it. As far as what I think, what I think is really special about Ziggy though is Ziggy put Ziggy's like consistently putting up fingerboard footage, talking about fingerboarding, trying new products, all that sort of stuff. For an Australian, that's a big deal because no one else is. Very few other people are doing that. Um, mm. What was the last thing you mentioned? Uh, toasted. Now yeah. that dude is like, if he's not a professional skateboarder. He skates like a professional skateboarder. Man, like I honestly like I had this conversation many times with Dave. Like, and I mean, like I've seen, I like, I mean, like when I like I have to just share this quick with story, right? When I arrived in Australia, like I was massive like video collector, skate skateboard video collector. The first thing I did when I arrived in Australia, I walked into the into the used to call PS. PSC, I think it was to call. Yes, like now it's not now, now it's called Fast Fast uh, Times. Um, PSC, yeah. And I I walked into PSC and I said I want to buy the like a local. I want the locals. I want a DVD of the locals. That's what I want. I want to get to know the locals. And I remember the video that I bought was called Positive Energy, and it had Shane O'Neill on it. Right, and I remember, like, I so I used to, I used to like share this video with, like, with with a bunch of people, like, and again, in Brazil, it was really hard to, 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 to get videos. So, like, I used to share, like, you know, with people, so people could, you know, pass it around or whatever. Mm. And and I remember saying, this is what I said. You ha guys have to watch this because of this guy called Shane on you. This is just this guy is amazing. I remember, like, Shane O'Neill was nothing in Australia. I mean, maybe in Australia he was something. I personally don't know. But he was nothing, in, like, in, in the world scene, right? And, like, and it didn't take long, you know, like, I mean, see, like, look how many people he's got on Instagram, for instance, now. got mm. more than a million people, you know? Yeah. And this is, so, so this is, this is the same eyes of a person that looked Jimmy Skate. And I said, 
I cannot believe that Jimmy is not sponsored. Like, it's great. Mm. He's, he's that good. He's amazing. He's so amazing. This is the guy. This is the guy that owns and runs toasted fingerboards. Yeah, correct. Okay. He makes Crazy. great fingerboards. He's a great yeah, genuine. Yeah. He's a great fingerboarder. And he's, if he's not, like I said, if he's not a professional skateboarder, he skates like one. So yeah, he's, he's all around like deep into skateboarding and fingerboarding and like a cool dude. And I reckon any Aussies that are looking for a good deck at a good price and to support a really good, cool company, get hold of that guy. Yeah. And uh, so, so that was, so that like, uh, and then I'll, I'll continue. I'll say we got, we got Kirk. Um, and um, yeah, basic. So Kirk like makes like you know custom your parts or whatever with concrete. And uh, worth mentioning as well, commit to robbery. Like he like. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm always looking forward to his videos on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, yeah. So I was just saying like um, so commit to like commit robbery. You know from Riley. Uh, he's also doing like some small concrete stuff, you know, really, really cool stuff. Some of the things that he's doing and, and like, I have to mention Kirk, right? Kirk, like, I don't think he has a brand yet, but like hit him up or like by his, his Instagram, you know, name is Bear Finger, so B-A-R-E Finger, right? It's amazing like i'm not joking i was saying i was saying like to the boys before like because because emin and dave didn't haven't been to his place yet and i mean i've been to Ozzy, right and again and it's not to, to say anything like it's it's it felt like i was walking into Ozzy all over again but in australia like nice. he's he, like he 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 built like um like he, he just he just gets bored and he just builds stuff like it's just crazy like in all concrete and um, amazing just it's just it's just mind blowing stuff what he's what he does like he's like he's been doing so anyway the other day I was just I was just sketching up like an actual size logo like park you know like and if you see on my Instagram you, you'll be able mm-hmm. to see that. And I was just like, and I was just talking to him. I was like, oh, you know, like I've been thinking about this. Like I was wondering, like if you can give me a hand, like you know, maybe we can catch up one day to maybe work on this. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like like a week later, like he basically says, like, hey, Chico, I finished. I was like, finish what? He's like, the actual size logo park. I was like, what the heck? Like what? How? You know, it's like, my God, like you know, it's just incredible. It's incredible, you know. Um, he has like a, he has like a barn, like and his barn is like it's amazing, like just full of like you know homemade parks and you know like and and now I think he's got into recreating like fingerboard brand logos like with as as a park. I think maybe he got that idea from me, and now he's just running with it. Like so, so for instance, like we got abduction, you know, fingerboards, which is like one of the distributors like in Australia, like and he when it did like a logo like park out of there as well like and, and again it's wow. mind and it's mind-blowing stuff as well what he's doing um uh and um i just thought i mentioned as well we got um blunt's light is another company which is just rail like so the guy is like is, is a genius with the rails like he's just okay that's yeah. a company i haven't heard of yeah, they're not big yet. You can buy some of his stuff on um, Abducted. 
final abduction, yeah. Yeah, for, for me, like, it's it's probably the same as you buying from Black River or Berlinwood. For me, it yeah, doesn't so really make to sense to, uh, to buy through an Australian seller. And I only uh, buy my, like, every time uh, the Aussie Berlin shop gets dislocation, I buy, like, one of each color like oh yeah and and i would uh, like i would constantly yeah and i would constantly hit up timo like if i know a shipping is on the way uh like that happened a couple of months ago again and i was like is it there yet is it there yet so, <laughs> save save me a set of each color i don't <laughs> care what it costs <laughs> Cause, yeah because it it takes so so much time to uh to get them here and uh i i feel for you guys uh Uh, yeah because you probably have that problem much more similar than, thing yeah yeah i mean like we like uh we are currently going through like that that issue with you know things taking time um i think that you know like the the, the show would be like a, a good uh opportunity like to share that the news with with the australian scene to the people that are watching and we maybe we're going to just leave it at the show so people can actually listen to the ones that listen they will get to know the ones that don't they will not know about this But um, but uh, yeah. So so Rafe, myself, and and Dave, we're basically getting a G15 into Australia, like you know. And again, thanks thanks to to Fi from um from abducted, you know, like she's been helping us a lot to to do that, you know, um, mid ground. Thank you very uh, much, Faye. Yeah, Faye, you're amazing. Seriously, like if you listen to this, you are amazing. Like what you do is amazing. And uh, I, I think, and again, like just, just quickly mentioning to mention, uh, you know, the about the distributors. I think we're really spoiled for distributors here. I think, like we got in Melbourne, we have Katrina from On Point Fingerboards, um, which seriously, we call we call her the fingerboard fairy. That's that's how she is. Like she just magically make the parts and the obstacles and whatever you need just appear like in. Like this quick on, in your hands, you know. And then in in Sydney we have, you know, we have obviously then we have, you know, Faye from Abduction, and we have um, Radical Fingerboards, and um, Lewis from Radical. Yeah, I was going to say, which is run by like this little kid. It's amazing, like Lewis, like a, like many times, like we even hear stories where people arrive at events and they were like. Oh, you know, and they go talk to Louis' father. It's like, oh, so you're the guy that runs, you know, Radical. And it's like, oh, no, my son is the one. And then she's just point like a, a teenager, you know, like it's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, but Mike, Mike was like uh, 11 when he started uh, Flatface or 10, younger. 10 or 9, man. Like, yeah, really he was young. super young. And even when he, uh, when he first made the, like when he made the first Black River deal, he was still like 12. I, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Question, yeah. Nico, is is, abdu is abduction the one that sell um, ill pills and yeah. beast pills? Yes, yeah. that's correct. Okay, because yeah. I got some ill pills through them, and they that was good. That was a good deal. Like, I, I like the way they do things. Yeah, Definitely. look, look, I would say, I would say um, Faye and Katrina like that. Like, they talk a lot. I know that, like, for fact, because like I speak. Like I mean, like I'm very involved with with the companies and the distributors. Like I'm I'm very involved, like with what happens in the Australian scene at the moment. And I know uh, that they actually made this interview happen. And yeah, Faye, thank correct, you. Correct. Yeah, like, 
something is happening. I basically made this interview happen. Yeah. They like and um, she she like they are very customer service focused. You know, like they're very focused in making sure that you get what you're looking for. You know, like mm -hmm. uh, like I even had many conversations with that. Like, and maybe this is is a it's good to to mention as well. Um, I mean, like you're trying to buy a G15 from like a like it's just my personal opinion, right? If you if I'm trying to buy a G15 uh, from Black River and I did try, and I mean like the communication was just so bad, like so so bad, like it like it was taking uh, so long for someone to reply. And then again, the, again, I'm just you know just mention just mentioning. If you if you if one of your main products that it costs a ton of money, you know you have a client, a customer that's interested in buying that. If you ship it to the other side of the world, that's just my opinion. Give some attention to this person. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Give some attention yeah. to this person. You know, um, and I think I th and I think that with Faye and Katrina, it's pretty much like it doesn't it doesn't matter that you're you're trying to buy G15. It's like if you're trying to buy eel pills. Or if you're trying to buy, you know, Wrinkler or whatever it is, they they like you send you send you hit them up with a message, they will reply straight away. It's it's incredible. Like yeah. it's like amazing. Said, like it's, Faye, it's a great Faye customer replied, service. Faye replied like very fast to me and uh, and directed me uh, towards you guys or uh, yeah, and, and again it, and then to be fair, you know, Lewis is really good as well. Like yeah. Lewis is really good as well. I, I think Lewis pretty much imported the first uh, Black River Park. Who, yes, yeah. who's Lewis? Yeah. Uh, so Lewis from Radical. Oh, right, Radical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that like um, um, again, this is just my personal view. Abduction is is starting to take a good, you know, good amount of um, ground, like of the Australian scene, like on when it comes to distribution. Radical. Uh, was the one in my in my opinion they were they still probably the one that shipped more overseas mm -hmm. uh i know the lewis have some really good deals like with you know with with posting overseas so a ton of people yeah and, might, and, and again that's, that's an important stuff to figure out like there, there are some co companies from the states or from there's one company from canada which is horrible when it comes to shipping there's another company from uh canada like uh, five like who i write for stuff arrives in like two weeks and i never have to go uh, go to customs anything and from the other company again like stuff is is sitting at the at customs office for a month mm -hmm. now like yeah for yeah, sure and, and i think i think that i think that um uh also because of the australian dollar is kind of the currency is kind of like slightly you know, lower than some other currencies. I think that, you know, a lot of people take advantage of that to buy, and they buy from Radical just simply because it's like, it's really fast shipping. Like he, he and he does a great job, you know, like if you, and like if you jump, if you jump on the website and buy something, like it's going to be shipped really quickly to you, very quickly. All our and shops here that... are highly professional, like yeah. highly. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know so. that. I know that Radical uh, is very, very liked in like, uh, Japan, China, like that area, a lot of oh, wow. those uh, much prefer buying from Radical uh, rather than states or Europe. Yeah. Definitely, I'm yeah, sure the yeah, shipping yeah. will be a lot better too. 
would imagine yeah. that the, the Asian, you know, the Asian scene, whatever, they would very likely be looking into yeah. the Aussie market to buy stuff from, you know. Yeah. And and again, like you know, I know they're on point. For instance, like also is really good on that sense as well. Um, I I each one which one of the companies they basically uh, have their own brands kind of thing. So one kind of complement each other, you know. And is it's actually I think it's it's a cool story to to share. Like for instance, like uh, my playground, right? The one that I have. Mm -hmm. basically so lewis decided to import like a g13 so he imported a g13 to his shop and i think that to, to make shipping like you know worth he imported a ton of stuff so he, he imported yeah. a bunch of a bunch of playgrounds as well if you're okay? uh, importing that that sort of thing it makes much more sense to put other yeah. stuff like it's so yeah. so anyway so he imported a, a, a bunch of of other parts um and i mean like it's just it's just an interesting one because i would only buy from katrina simply because she's in melbourne i can i can literally ring her now and it, i'm not joking within 30 minutes i can have stuff that's this how quick and and i mean it, this this is probably one of the reasons why i normally go to her um same but, with me and tky from azzy like yeah I, I, i can write him uh in whatsapp and be like hey i'm gonna pick it up whenever i get to town that's exactly Yeah, and 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 the the one thing that I just find amazing, like and again, again, that shares a bit of like how customer service is important to to Katrina as well. Um, so I try to buy a playground. I said like, hey, Kay, you know, like I I I want to buy to buy a playground. Like, can you talk to Black Riven see like what can be done about that? You know, and then she's like, yeah, no worries, I'll check it out. And she she came back and like and just just the shipping was just an absurd amount of money right mm. and, I, and and she said look i don't think it's worth it you know like you know and i agree at the time i was like yeah no nah, i'm not i'm not paying this right whatever like i can yeah. just build my own park whatever and so anyway when louis when louis imported all these parks and and this is this is what i found amazing like and, and I, i mean like that's true customer service in a way because technically it's competition to her But anyway, Radical posted like that they had like playgrounds for sale. And Katrina remembered that like two years later. And she just called me. She's like, hey, remember the park that you wanted to buy? Radical has them for sale. Jump in there and buy it, right? And like she actually called me. Like she called cool. me. Cool. Oh, that's and was, amazing. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And yeah. anyway, so straight away, like I and I jumped in, started talking to Louis. And again, that was probably the first contact I had with Louis. And it, it was very pleasant, you know, like very easy to deal with him as well. Like, you know, he was, he was very professional, which is amazing for just a young kid, you know, young yeah, teenager. Absolutely. And, and that was it. And now I have a playground, you know, it's like cool. amazing. Yeah. A thing that uh, like one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is that I, I think that Australia is one of the emerging, let's call it emerging markets in the fingerboard scene, because I... Like a couple of years ago, I didn't know any company from Australia. And uh, then for a while I knew, okay, like this company's from Australia. Oh, these ones are from Australia as well. Or these are from New Zealand. And I would constantly like pick things up here and there, but I never got like a full picture of how the scene is put together or, or how the scene is stretched out over Australia. And like it, it's gotten more and more that I uh, either 
you meet people on Instagram who are, who are from New Zealand, from Australia, or companies like Radical and uh, Abducted. And it it's gotten more and more, and it's gotten to a point where, like from the outside looking in, it seems like a healthy mix of different kinds of companies producing different uh, different items and yeah i think i think selling. it's uh, like again and again this is this is from one from someone that came from brazil and became australian right i think that one of the most beautiful things about the australian people it's the community sense of things like it's like it's caring as a community like it's not like um not looking after myself it's like it's it, it's look after everyone around you first and then mm. like like picture if that makes sense right and i think that like i mean you hear like a ton of beefs like here and there like you know like of this and that and this and i personally I mean, think that germany has not, its fair share of beef and again and again i'm not gonna say Evo uh, is the king of beef and again i'm not gonna say that there is that there is no beef in the the australian scene i would be lying if i say that there is but um i would say like the big companies they are all kind of collaborating with each other somehow you know they and that's like awesome to hear that is that is super that's, like because i, I mean, like, sure. this is for, for yeah, us that fingerboards, you know like yeah. we're fingerboarders like we don't care like what's happening with the yeah. fight if you this or you that like just like just give me good stuff i want to ride my fingerboard because yeah. i i wasn't sure if because uh, since I gotten uh, your contact information through abducted, I didn't know if there was like a, a beef uh, with, uh, with radical. Because, yeah, because I, if uh, nah, generally I mean, if like, you're, if you're, like, yeah. there isn't like the like the the distributors as I said, here. Yeah, as I, as I said, like you know the distributors. Like I mean, if you if you think of this way, Chico, tell them about the first, the second Melbourne event, um, for example. You know. Yes, the second the seven the second Melbourne event. It was a, it was a, like so. There is this little kid Lachlan, right? I worth mention as well. Big props to him. Like he, he just basically done organized everything himself. He went through like after the similar to what Emin did in the past, but he just went after the companies and like, hey, you know, would you sponsor this? Would you sponsor that? And he basically got radical which is like Sydney, right? And he's got On Point, which is Melbourne. Like, and again, there is a bigger beef between Melbourne and Sydney than anything else, I would say, if there is a beef. But like, I mean, this is just like yes. Aussie. Uh, same, no, same, Aussie, Aussie. same in Germany, like Berlin and Bavaria is... Yeah, you know, it's, but, but, but I mean, so, this, so there is a beef between the cities, I would say, but not between the people, you know? Yeah. But, but they basically got, you know, technically two competitors to put an event together. So the second event that we had, like, again, I'm saying it's the second event. It like, the that happens in, let's say, let's say the modern, the modern age, right? Yeah. The second yeah. event on the modern age, because obviously Emin held like a million events before. Okay. Trying to respect that, Emin. Sorry. Don't, 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 don't point and, again. And this is before Abducted is around, by the way. I know exactly, Chico. I'm following you, mate. But you called it the second Melbourne event because in the modern time where you're getting people together and sponsors and stuff involved, that was yeah, the second yeah. one of those. I, I, would, I would call it the second. I would, I would call it the, the modern age of fingerboarding in yeah. Australia, you know? Sorry, uh, Emin. Not to, yeah. Yeah. Not, not, good, to, disrespect, not to disrespect the party. Please, OG, don't, don't hurt me. 
but, uh, but yeah, and, uh, and, um, and yeah, like that was, that was basically an event that was put together, like in this, and the, and the sponsors were like, you know, to main the two main competitors in Australia, the two main distributors in Australia. And I mean, and that shows like how there is collaboration, you know, between yeah. the brands. Like, you know? like I said, that's amazing to hear because that speaks of a healthy, healthy scene. Um, let's, uh, Let's continue to uh, one of my favorite sections uh, that I like to, to uh, like to call rapid fire, which isn't rapid at all. Um, so uh, the way uh, I'm, I want to do this with uh, all three of you is uh, I uh, I start with uh, yeah. Let's just break. Yeah, yeah. Can I just uh, I just I just thought quickly mention like uh, one of the main events that happen in Australia. Um, which is an event that happens pretty much every year. It didn't happen last year, obviously because of COVID, but it's kind of like it became like the name. It became like a, you like know, rendezvous, but yeah, we like call a, it it's called John Devos because like it's held at Jono's, you know, house, like a, which is like this amazing place, like in in the countryside of of New South Wales. It's, it's just like an amazing place and like an, and literally every single main fingerboarder in Australia get together. And like, and that's the moment where all the companies are there. Like, you know, you get to see Jai, you get to see Matt from Street Miniatures, you'll see Brandon from Vivwood, like you, you'll see myself, you'll see, you'll see Rafe sleeping, you'll see Dave, you know, you'll see you know, like Ziggy came to one of them, like Ziggy from Ego. Like it's literally a moment, and obviously Jono, right? Which is the guy that organizes all of this. Mm. You know, it's it's amazing. Like it, like I just have to say, like I mean, I've been to Fast Fingers, and I'm gonna have to say my favorite event of all times is John Davis. It's like yeah, the, those I mean, events are those events are really important. We're we're trying to get one uh, to get in Germany that's like more focused on the German scene because we have like we have big events. But uh, we want to have something where, like, all the all the people crawl out of woodwork to uh, to hang out with uh, with like the core scene of Germany. Yeah. But and, yeah, let's, and yeah, just let's, to fin just just one more, just to finish. Sorry, I, I promise is the last one. No, and uh, <laughs> and uh, like because obviously John Davis is held, you know, like in the countryside. And when you think about Australia, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? It's like it's apart from kangaroos and koalas. The it's, bush, mate. It's, Perfect, it's yeah. the, the beach, mate, the beach. So okay. so um, I know that Jai from this location wants to start an event called This Low Beach, which is going to be like an event basically, you know, it's going to be like one of the main Australian events, I would say, where everyone come and then camping, you know, like uh, near the place and, you know, fingerboard near the beach or whatever. I know, I don't know. The the, the idea that he, he pictured to us, it's amazing. And I can't wait for it. Nice. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to something that I like to call rapid fire, which isn't rapid at all. Um, so <laughs> the way I want to do this uh, with all of you is uh, I ask a question and we go in the same order every question. So uh, uh, Devo, Chico, and then Ammon. So that's the order I'm I'm going with every time. And yeah, we'll just see how this goes. Um, yeah, what's your favorite wheel? Ill pills at the moment. 
But shout out to Cartwheels, uh, Simon Cartledge from yeah, who makes Cartwheels. He's a nice. Uh, he he is an amazing fingerboarder, a lovely, lovely guy. He's been around forever. He's one of the most OGs in the scene. Um, and he was on the first Australian, uh, he was on Hazard, the first Australian deck company. Cool. I'm just going to be quick. I'm just going to be quick. TLCs, wrinkles, wrinkles, TLCs. Amon? Yep, I'm Ill Pills as well. Ill Pills Street. Nice. Yeah, I still need to try those. Uh, what's your favorite deck and or shape? Uh, well, um, I actually like the Berlin Wood 20, the 32 um, low, the low wide, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For, for me, it will be simple decks. Like, so my good friend from Simple, Alex, and uh, the the mold I will I will call it from now on the, the Chico mold because I don't know which mold it is, but he made it custom for me every time, and I just mm. love it. That's that's amazing the job that he does as well. Nice. All right. So for me, I'm I'm all about the shape of decks. Um, I've tried like hundreds of different decks, and I'm very 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 particular about about the decks. I like decks that are a little bit shorter. Uh, so between like maybe like the 96 to 98 millimeter sort of range, I like them 33.5 to 34 wide. I like really round kicks, and some of the decks that fit within that for me are Woobs. Now, and I'm not not just talking about Woobs because of the hype, the bloody hype beast that has become of Woob. Uh, yeah. Zach is a personal friend. Zach is a personal friend of mine, and I've known Zach since. 10, 15 years back in mm. FFI days, we used to talk all the time and I still talk to Zach and he'll make me a custom board here and there. Um, I love the shape of Woob. Joy Cult make a board that's almost the same sort of dimensions and very similar shape. So right now I'm riding a Joy Cult because I actually, someone stepped on my last Woob and snapped it, which is really cool. And, 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 and anyway, a company that's coming back right now that all of you should be aware of, Waste. Waste fingerboards, one of the OGs of yes. all OGdom yes. in history. Travis Appleman is is bringing back waste, and he's doing some pretty amazing things. So if you look look up waste fingerboards Instagram, contact the guy if you like what you see. But try one of those boards. That's the dude that started putting out videos, full length, full part videos, back when we barely even had a host on the internet for them. Mm. Like Shout out to TSM. Yeah, so shout out TSM, TDAP to the OG Waste Fingerboards and nice. Woob, Joy Cole, Waste, and Pop Decks. I really love Tom at Pop Decks. I love Pop Decks. So that's pop what I'll decks. say. Yeah, yeah, Pop, pop are uh, great as well. Um, yeah, uh, what's your I, favorite? I love toaster, toaster, deck, toaster Fingerboards yeah. as well. Toaster. What's your favorite trick on flat? Nolly Tray. Definitely. Mm, I, would, <laughs> I would, I would, I would be between null flip and switch flip. I'd say I would probably pick null flip. For me, it would be either null flip or switch frontside flip. A favorite trick on an obstacle. Ooh, I I think it's got to be like a a nolly flip crooks or just maybe a nolly crooks. Yep, agreed. Agreed. That's it. 
Oi, guess what? That's three for three. Nolly flip crooks is the greatest trick you can do on the thing. <laughs> A simple, uh, just a simple nolly crook, like you know, that's you know, yeah, nolly, nolly, nolly or nolly flip into a crooks, and that's it, yeah, it, nothing else. It's super fun. Um, what's your uh, favorite song right now? Um, I've been listening to Caravan, and it's a song called and uh, and I wish I was stoned. Slash, don't worry. Okay. It's prog rock from the seventies. Okay, Dave. Okay, for me it'll be very easy. ACDC, shoot in the dark, shot in the dark. Amazing, love it. New That's single, cool. new single out. Yeah, Spotify, Spotify check it out. <laughs> it's already a heavy rotation for me. <laughs> I've been getting back into some Radiohead the past couple yeah. of weeks. Also, nice. so listening to I noticed that actually yeah yeah daydreaming uh burn the witch the album in rainbows creep just radiohead whatever i'm in nice um what's your all favorite obstacle oh um yeah it's definitely it's definitely this i know this is a bad obstacle to say but i don't care it's it's um They tech deck used to have these gray benches and they also had these like California blue benches. Well, mm -hmm. they came in a bunch of colors, but I remember one of the main ones here was blue. Um, and it's, it's basically the top half of that blue one on, on top of the gray bit, like blue tacked to the gray tech deck bench. Nice. And it's just like the perfect height and yeah, it always gets busted out eventually over nice. the years. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say Kirk's actual size fuck basically, which is <laughs> it's the best. Amazing. Nice. This question reminds me of how badly I need to replace this obstacle. So I bought I bought a dislocation curb. You know those urethane curbs that he makes? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. Okay, so that's oh. like the, for me, that's like the greatest thing in the entire world. I'm talking the one the sh with the shaved money on it, is it? Yes. He he, yeah, he shaved he shaved an American <laughs> dollar bill and and set it into the urethane of the curb and to me that's like nice that's the coolest thing I've ever seen it grinds and slides perfectly it's never going to crack it's never going to break um, you can keep it in your pocket you can take it anywhere you go it's tiny which makes it kind of harder mm -hmm. but he, also he you actually, can do whatever on it he actually does like with whatever you want like if you if you yeah. want anything like if you want with Legos inside or whatever you want in it. Jai will do it. It's amazing. Nice. Okay, so I'm glad we had this question because the second I get out of this podcast, I'm going to go hit up Jai, to, Jai from Dislocation to buy another one of those curves. <laughs> nice. Like That's the greatest thing. Now, here's one more thing I want to say about, the, about those. If somebody's making a proper plastic or urethane jersey barrier, like a proper orange one, the kind that mm -hmm. we have in Australia that kind of yeah. looks like, like a T on the top and then goes... Like that. Mm -hmm. If someone's making them, can they please let me know so I can buy one? Because that, if that's not currently being made, somebody become a millionaire making them because they're the greatest obstacle in real life. So, so Ziggy has one. I saw Ziggy's and I said, "Bro, where'd you get it?" And he goes, "I th had it 3D. Somebody 3D printed it and he found it at work." Now, when Ziggy dies, 
I need that to be in his will for me. <laughs> or somebody needs to start making those proper barriers. I'm not talking about American jersey barriers, mm -hmm. even though they're cool. I want yeah. one of the Australian ones that comes up like this. Check Ziggy, check Ziggy. hands, right? But if you look at Australian orange road barriers, oh, yeah, they have yeah, a flat yeah. top. They have a, a wide flat top and they come in on the inside and in the middle. Make one of those. <laughs> you Something you actually, man, so Ammon has, Ammon has a, Ammon used to be an amazing skater. And uh, I remember one of the first clips I ever saw in FFI was this edit that Ammon or someone he knew had put together of his footage from back then. And Ammon doesn't even remember this. I remember because I talked to him about it not long ago. Um, but he actually seshes one of those barriers. Like there's a kicker up to one of those barriers oh, nice. and you do something pretty nice on it. Like a nolly. I think you do like a nolly, like front side, nose slide on it or something. It was good. <laughs> let's, Thanks dude. Let's so, keep this yeah, going. Uh, what's your, uh, Instagram name? My Instagram is at boogie hands and I am not mean and I have never started beef with anyone ever before or sarcasm uh okay my one my one my one is pretty pretty easy so, but again it may not be so easy because it's my surname like my my nickname so it's chi at chico barbieri so it's c-h-i-c-o-b-a-r-b-i-e-r-i -E that's it cool i um, hope it's, I hope it's all right <laughs> all good i am at bolt action bjj so bolt action is like kind of like my fight so i like mixed martial arts and i like jiu-jitsu brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh that's what i like to do for fun so um yeah that's my instagram handle at bolt action bjj nice um, last time i met Amon, he uh last time me and Amon like caught up he MMA pretzeled me onto the ground and dominated me. <laughs> well, my, like life, fun, my life, my life flashed before my eyes. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, I, I went to MMA training. Down, I'm gonna I went something. to MMA it, training like two times, and yeah, uh, no. <laughs> is, is is it worth mentioning like the place where we where we all caught up? Like you know, like you guys in Germany, you guys caught up at like you know Aussie. We the Steig all, or Aussie. Yeah. We can we always catch up at the place we call it the HQ, which is like Rafe's apartment. Dostedos HQ. Yeah, so that's Rafe. It's basically owns this apartment, and like it's it's just insane. Like you you walk into the apartment and it's just fingerboard everywhere, nice. literally everywhere. Like to the to the point where if there is an obstacle that you don't that you take there, like it just it just becomes part of it. Like it's just like everywhere. It's just crazy. Nice. Uh, let's uh, try to pick this up a bit because I don't have that mm -hmm. much time left. Um, yeah. Concrete, wood, or granite? Oh, well, yeah, just wood purely because wooden decks are just the best and you can do so much with wood still. Like, yeah. yeah. We'll keep it simple. Concrete done. Concrete. 100%. Marble, marble granite, nice. all day. Yeah, it, I think I like that the most as well. Uh, Nolly, switch, regular, or fakey? Uh, I definitely, definitely switch and definitely Nolly. You only get one. Okay, switch. Thanks. <laughs> I would. 
it's a it's a it's a hard battle, but I would I would pick I would pick Switch as well. Nolly, no question. Same. Uh, hobbies outside of fingerboarding. Uh, a bit of vinyl collecting. Um, that's really about it. <laughs> oh, and World of Warcraft, like gaming. I have way too many hobbies. Like I'm too many hobbies. Too. Like I have, yeah, I have. Like I say, I play pretty much every single instrument you can think of. I oh, play drums, guitar, bass, you name it. Like I, I literally have pretty much a studio on my garage. Um, I love, I love games. I love fingerboard. I love skateboarding. Like you know, like. Like you name it, like I like pretty much everything that I find interesting. I start collecting, and yeah, I just have too many, too many hobbies, hobbies to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I have too many as well. So I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like I mentioned before. I've been doing that for a few years. I love MMA. I have a massive MMA memorabilia collection of gloves, posters, oh, sweet. just a bunch of different things. Yep. I love. Hunting, I'm a massive hunter. I've hunted in different places around the world and I hunt whenever I've got time. Um, I know Germans have a lot of trouble with that. Yeah. What I hunt, I eat. So the same way that Germans go to the store and buy sausages, yeah. they buy some worst, whatever. I go and I get my sausages from the forest. So don't hate me, love and me, we'll chat in, about in it. Germany, anyway, like, so, just a, a small detour. Uh, in Germany, uh, those people who actually hunt, most people are okay with, because to be a hunter in Germany, you need to go through a lot of certification. And you basically, uh, you don't only hunt. If you're a hunter or have a hunter's license, you need to take care of the forest. Like you're basically a ranger in the forest. And uh, yeah. one of the parts of your, let's call it a job, is to hunt for yourself. But like control the population, take care of trees, stuff like that. Yeah. It's very similar here, and I could spend hours talking about it, but we'll save that for another time. Yeah. So I, I do hunting, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I collect a lot of hunt, uh, MMA memorabilia, uh, skateboarding, snowboarding. I love to cook. Um, and there's probably 10 more things I can't think of. Archery, shooting, everything. Nice. Boy stuff. All the boy yeah. things. Mm -hmm. um, favorite fingerboard video? Oh, um... Oh, that's that's too on the spot to think of that one. Just because all the fingerboard videos, I would say, are like full lengths from back in the day. Um, definitely, like uh, Paper Hearts would be a big one. Any of the Vegas full lengths, like uh, man, I can't even think of any of the name of the Vegas ones right now. But um, me neither, man. Form of Sin. Form of Sin. Thank you. That is a massive one. Okay. Um, yeah. That's. Yeah, paper hearts in form of sin. Yep. For, for me, it would be Ego 5. Ego Fingerboard Video Magazine number 5. That would be my one. Um, I love Ego uh, Fingerboarding Video Magazine. Anything that they do. Vegas form of sin and anything that Waste did full length. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, flat ground or... A uh, flat ground with an obstacle or a park? Which one do you prefer? Oh, park. I mean, yeah, park. 
would, <laughs> I would say uh, that's that's a good question. I would say it depends on the situation. I think I think one complement each other. Like it's a, it depends on what you want to write. Like sometimes, sometimes uh, like I mean, there was a stage where I only I didn't have anything. I didn't have any obstacle. Anything. I literally spent a whole year just flat ground. That's all I had. It was a table. So. Yeah, sorry. I love so I love flat ground and I love parks. Like I love both. It's too hard for me that one. Flat ground and an obstacle. Nice. Uh, heel flip or kick flip? Kick flip. Kick flip. Kick flip. Uh, favorite fingerboarder? <sighs> Eric Smith and Chris Daniels, and Ammon Wilkes, and Remy Banks. And anyone from Praxis, Nick Allen, Travis Appleman, uh, Garrett. Is a favorite fingerboarder, mate. Come on. Big shout outs to Praxis. Love you guys. Uh, my 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 favorite fingerboarder is not even on the scene yet. It's called Carlos Guilherme Menabahet. He's just amazing, and he and he will never be part of the scene, which is which is sad thing. Um, I honestly can't think of one. But you know who's amazing and who I watch on, on Instagram? Wolfgag. Yeah. He... I didn't even know that dude's real name. But that dude can do any trick on a fingerboard that you can imagine. Yeah, and he's I, technically I have to... as fuck. Yeah. He can. I agree with that. I'm very impressed by that dude. There's a lot of dudes I loved in the day. There's a lot of cool guys that are coming out now. But I will just say that's probably the craziest guy, Wolfgag. And, and for like, can I just mention with like with tips up? I would say extreme secret cash, which is Emilio. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I on the same vein, uh, favorite skateboarder? Oh, uh, Bastion Salabanzi. Good one. <laughs> Man, that's a that nah that that's just the most unfair question ever. <laughs> if I, look, if I have to pick someone, I'm gonna pick my Brazilian mate. Diogo, Diogo da Silva. I'm gonna say Mark Appleyard. That's a good. Nice. That's an amazing pick. Very nice. What, what's amazing. your last personal NBD? So the last trick you did that you haven't done before? Uh, I I don't think I'd ever done this before, but I did a switch backside, switch flip, switch backside tail, switch flip out, but like mm. really cleanly, not not none of that like you know how yeah. the kids pressure out it yeah. was like i flipped out of that thing that, that's a tough one and that's in my very out. yeah that's in my very last edit nice nolly flip 360 to backside nose blunt i saw him do that crazy yeah. that was insane so like literally like spin like doing the nolly flip yeah yeah body 360 with the nolly flip and nose blunt yeah yeah Hammond? yeah um, I, I filmed a video where, which I called mirror, where I tried to do every single trick I did in one stance. I tried to mirror it in the opposite stance. Mm -hmm. So if I did a nollie flip crook, I had to do a fakie flip crook. Um, and so one of the trips that I had to mirror was a fakie flip switch crook. And then I had to lift up the board. Oh, sorry. It was a fakie flip no, switch no slide. And I had to lift the board up and do a 180 to switch back tail slide. And I did it down to handrail. So oh. it was a fakie, fakie flip, not switch no slide, 180 to switch tail slide down a handrail. To me, that nearly broke my arm. I probably spent two hours doing it. That's insane. I can, can, can imagine. Um, 
What's yeah. the most hated trick in a game with skate? <laughs> oh, uh, switch in would heal or nolly in would heal. Mm -hmm. I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> Could never get those. Don't know why. I have like no problem. Maybe one. <laughs> yeah, same. For me, for me, it would definitely be. Uh, you definitely be some some of those hospital flips or some something like that. I just and again, it's not because I can't do them. It's just like I just don't like the look of them. Mm. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. It'd be some kind of half flip, or or uh, like any kind of impossible for me. Like if someone tried to do, start doing impossibles during a game of skate, I'd probably snap my board and throw it and then run away. I never do impossible. <laughs> I never do impossibles in a game of skate because. I come from the era in fingerboarding where it was only impossibles. So I can do any impossible variation in any stance. Like I can't do double impossibles, but other than that, like switch backside 180 impossible, like switch uh, backside front foot impossible 180. Yeah, all I love those, but I never do them to other people. Yeah, like, um, I, I, I actually really like them. one to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, cats or dogs? Cats. Dog. That's why everyone's got beef with you, Dave. Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're wrong. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See. Um. Uh. Who Who are your sponsors? Uh, actual size and well, he he wouldn't let me say this, but I do ride for Street Miniaturist. Nice. <laughs> yeah, actual size, street miniatures, and like uh, that would be similar to the to what Jay, they just say. Like I would say ego. I would say like I, you know, it's not something official, but like, uh, but I just love and support the way, you know, that Ziggy runs ego. I love Ziggy. Nice. Amen. Yeah, I don't have any sponsors at the moment. Just like they were saying, some supporters. Like I, I really want to support Waste because of everything that they meant to me throughout all the years of fingerboarding. Um, if there's things that I can do to support Ziggy at, uh, in his video magazine, Ego, I'd love to do that too. So yeah, like, and man, I'd love to support Dislocation more too. When I get off this podcast, first thing I do is buy something from Dislocation. That would be some of my support. And hopefully all these shout outs work out as well because yeah. he makes the greatest stuff and he's a nice guy. But yeah, I'm more like, in the support phase of my life nice. so yeah if if you guys want to you need need a supporter hit me up man i'll be your big supporter uh 29 yeah. 32 or 34 well 32 32 29 <laughs> all of those answers disgust me 34 34 <laughs> look man we don't have those we don't have those hunting hands like you, all right? 20, 29, 29 or thinner than this. Like anything above 29 is not is not fingerboarding to me. Uh, <laughs> who, who are your dream sponsors? Or one dream Ooh. sponsor? Uh, fingerboard connoisseur, definitely. Mm. Massive shout out to Casey. I love Casey. He is he is from... He is like... Like he was coming up as me and Ammon, well, Ammon had already made his bones, but as I was making my bones on in Preet and stuff, mm -hmm. um, and he has got a lot of respect for everyone and the right attitude about fingerboarding. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, 
I wouldn't like I wouldn't I actually have this pretty clear in my mind. I don't I presently don't want to don't have this this desire to write for anyone. Um basically because I don't need it. Like like I'm very thankful, mm. you know, like I, I don't I fingerboarding is like it's it's more like a hobby to me. And yeah. like I'm pretty successful with what I do like for a living. Um I I like yeah, I like to have the freedom to choose what I want to buy or which yeah. deck I want to ride or anything like that. You that know? That's a great uh, answer. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't want to yeah. write for anyone. I want to write for myself basically. And, and I mean nice. So so that's it. I write I like I write for my friends basically, which you know, actual size, street yeah. miniatures, you know. Like if, if any of my friends come and say, Look, Chico, I want you to write for us, and I'll say, like, yeah, I'll write for you because you know you're um, my friend. And that's it. Yep, uh, for me, um, I'm very fortunate that I I was probably sponsored by just about every company company that I really really looked up to. So I was sponsored by Substance Wheels, which to this day people still go on about Substance. Uh, Jerome mm-hmm. Jerome is one of my close friends. I actually haven't spoken to him recently, but we hung out and went. We're in Paris together. Um, we kicked it together and stuff. And he's a really good guy. I love Substance Wheels. Urolt Wheels was a dream to me. I was on the Uralt team up until nice. that, that that ended. Um, I was sponsored by Waste Fingerboards, which for me, again, like I've been mentioning Waste a lot, yeah. I was sponsored by Vegas Fingerboards. For me, they were the guys that had the the biggest name in OG fingerboarding back in the day. Yeah. They were like notorious and mysterious and cool. And if you could be on the team, you're like the coolest guy ever. Raymond, the guy who owned it, became a very close friend of mine and I got on Vegas so I'm very fortunate. I've actually been on most of the teams, and you know, and and that's what I mean. Like it's all about teams. Like yeah, it was it was all about teams. It was on the teams of the guys that I always looked up to and really liked. So I'm very very fortunate with that. And um, so in this day and age, there's a bunch of companies I really think are cool, and I want to support them and stuff. But um, I don't have any desire to yeah. to jump on and be be sponsored and, by anyone really. And the very last question: uh, Who's your favorite overall company? Oh, uh, yeah, again, I think I might have to say fingerboard connoisseur or, or dislocation, really. I would like, 100%, 100% say dislocation, overall dislocation. Yeah, actually, dislocation and then connoisseur as like a shop. Ammon? Okay, that's three for dislocation. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, sorry to uh, to rush this a bit at the end, but we've we've been going on for a while as well. Oh so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, thank you, thank you so much for uh, for doing this, and uh, also thank uh, thank you Chico for uh, setting this this group up, and uh, thank you to uh, abducted uh, or abduction to set this up initially, and yeah, thank you free to uh, take this time and to talk to me about the Australian scene. Thank you very much, Dana. It was Appreciate a pleasure. Time, mate. Thanks for setting it up. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Like it's great to know that you know to show up to the world a little bit of yeah. what's happening here on the other side of the world. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was great talking to you, and you'll catch me in the next episode. Bye. We'll do, mate. See Thanks, you, mate. brother. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Thanks, mate.